Yusim Podcast. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Yusim Podcast with me, Hanani Zahidah, from the Faculty of Major Language Studies. And with me here is Associate Prof. Dr. Zoraida Binti Mustafa, who is currently the Dean of Center for Core Studies. She's also the former head of Japanese Language and Cultural Center at the Faculty of Major Language Studies, who recently was honored the Order of the Rising Sun, Gold and Silver Race to recognize her outstanding contribution to promoting Japanese language education in Malaysia and mutual understanding between Malaysia and Japan. Zorida Sensei has an extensive experience in teaching Japanese language. She graduated in Japanese language and linguistics from Kanazawa University and then furthered her master and PhD in Hiroshima University. So I would like to welcome Sensei to our podcast session today. Konnichiwa Sensei, Uyasashiburi desu. Mazuwa, konkai Nippon Seifu kara Asahi Kyokujitsu soukoso joushou shite omedetou gozaimasu. こんにちは。ありがとうございます。しばらくでしたね。よろしくお願いします。浜さん元気にしてますか?アルハムリラ、おかげさまで。先生は?私もアルハムリラ、おかげさまで元気にしてますよ。ちょっと忙しいけど。
speaking different language, wearing different clothes, and clearly with coloured skin. So the struggle was very real. Uh, with only two years of Japanese intensive learning, suddenly I have to jump into a full course of Japanese language that is specifically designed for Japanese students. Then it means I have to double or maybe triple my effort to be at par with Japanese students. Was it hard? Yeah, definitely. It was hard. However, mm, I could say that I was blessed with my classmates. Perhaps since I was the only foreign student, I was quite popular back then <laughs> to be the only girl with handkerchief on her head. So my students used to call me the handkerchief girl. Because, yeah, hijab was very much alien at that time. It was then I learned more about the beauty of Japanese language and culture. And alhamdulillah, the learning has never stopped since then, even until today. So back to your question, what motivates me? It's quite basic, actually. At the very beginning, it was just out of my curiosity and my personality nature that I just love to go against the mainstream. When my classmates and friends going to Middle East, Europe uh, or to the West, I just love to dive to the East. So the ultimate goal was mastering Japanese and I didn't give uh, so much thought on my career path that time. However, when I started to teach, I then learned that knowledge, understanding and delivering are two different things. So resulted me furthering studies in educational and cultural studies for my master's and PhD in Hiroshima University. But today, if you ask me what motivates me is I would like to create an extensive Japanese language and cultural learning platform throughout the country, especially Malaysia, yeah? from students learning opportunity to the teachers' trainings and skills development. It's quite huge actually, but it's actually motivate me daily. So that's my first yeah, thank you very much, Sensei, for sharing your inspirational journey in learning the Japanese language. And I'm really interested when you said going against the mainstream, doing something differing from the others. So, um, my next question is, if someone wants to learn the Japanese language, where should they start? Wow, <laughs> I guess uh, for anyone, anything, Anything that we want to start, the fundamental needs to start something new is definitely motivation. Yeah. You don't have that, you cannot move on. So generally, Japanese language is quite easy to learn. I guess in the first class, you already can say, uh, In the first class, you already can say that. However, as the level increase, gradually it will become much more complicated. And furthermore, Japanese has this what we call as a style shift, a way of expressing according to your partner. So it is not unusual for many to quit halfway. So in order to keep one's on track, firstly, you might need a good reason or clear goals. So many started with the intention to read manga in Japanese or to watch anime without subtitle. It is possible, uh, undeniably, you can do that. But let me remind you, to be able to read basic Japanese magazines or newspaper, you will need to memorize at least 1,200 kanji. Put aside the hiragana and katakana. It's just a kanji you need to be able. Only then you can read the magazines and newspaper. So 
The second thing you need to do is to identify, after identifying your goals, is probably identifying yourself to know whether you are a casual learner or a specialized learner for employment or furthering your studies or etc. So you know you have a goal, so you know yourself. The next thing to do is to look into courses or programs on Japanese language offered by institutions or organizations that suits your needs. So if you are a new SIM student, perhaps you know that we at Faculty of Major Language Studies or FPBU, we do offer Japanese language as an elective subject. The Japanese language design at FPBU is using communicative approach to help students understand basic expressions such as uh, self-introduction, explaining things surrounding yourself and responding to simple Japanese conversation like what me and Hanani had just now. So we have a team of four lecturers graduated from Japanese universities and we are using the common European framework for A1 and N2 level. Thank you very much, Sensei, for sharing helpful tips that can help people out there to learn Japanese. I actually really agree when you say that starting something new requires motivations because in my opinion motivation leads to the enjoyment of the learning process which mm. i also think uh, one of the fundamental need for language learners so now shifting to our next question how does learning japanese benefit someone in their career okay that's quite interesting you know what, Japanese language, I guess, is still a rare skill in Malaysia compared to others, uh, perhaps English or Arabic that is widely learned in our country. So when we say Japanese speakers, they could be categorized in few proficiency level, perhaps. But those who are ready for employment are merely at, I can say, 10,000 people or maybe more or maybe less. Whilst there are over 1,400 Japanese companies in Malaysia that constantly demand workers with Japanese proficiency. I never heard someone graduated from Japanese university or have the Japanese language skills cannot get any job. Normally, they are like goreng pisang panas. Everyone is looking for them. On top of that, many global companies also seeking for Japanese speakers to serve their Japanese clients. I mean, the global companies who are based in Malaysia. And another benefit, of course, is that the opportunity to work in the land of the rising sun with Japan's aging society rapid progress. By 2050, the population is expected to shrink by a fifth. This is actually, I quote from Time Japan, January this year. So thus, the skill labor demand is also increasing in Japan. I guess those are some benefits one can have from having Japanese language skill. Thank you very much, Sensei, for the valuable insights that you shared with us. So that is the mark of our first session. We'll be back after this, um, after this break. So yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, sure, sure. We'll be back. Definitely. Yeah. Using podcast.